It's DTS 99, Iron Banner showed up out of the blue and we got a Crucible ride along. All that and more coming up. Listening to Destiny the Show. What's up, everybody? It's BBK Dragoon. Welcome back to Destiny the Show. We're at show 99, which is pretty crazy. Show 100 is right around the corner. Diddy and I are going to talk about that in just a second. Speaking of which, dude, how was your week? I know it was full of Overwatch. Both of our weeks <laughs> were full of Overwatch. Yeah, Overwatch just came out, so I really wanted to just sink my teeth in as much as I could. I only played maybe a cumulative amount of maybe seven hours this week, mm -hmm. and that was a lot of game time for me, <laughs> considering yep. because, uh, you know, adult life sucks. Um, but <laughs> I really enjoyed the game. It's awesome. It, but Iron Banner's back, so now I have to jump in the Iron Banner. Um, my dedication to iron banner is i want to wait until sunday and monday play yeah. about 15 games get my rank five and then head on out of there so yeah i'm looking forward tonight, to that tonight i'm diving in i've i've neglected the dts discord group <laughs> in regards to pvp since tuesday when overwatch came out i've just same thing it's all i played this week i really like overwatch man it's it's quite a bit of fun but it can't rip my heart away from destiny and I gotta no. get that rank five, dude. It really can't. Yeah, Destiny's gameplay is just way too good to leave behind. You know, it's it's so good. It's gonna be really interesting to see. You know, my first game back uh, on Destiny after playing Overwatch all week with a mouse and keyboard, which is just alien to me. I'm not used to that at all. It's gonna be fun. You're gonna try and hook an enemy like Roadhog, <laughs> or you're gonna you know throw down a high noon. Yeah. I saw a great picture on Instagram. I think it's like Destiny Meme Guardian or something like that. And the picture is high noon starting on the top half of the frame. And then a golden gun hunter's on the bottom just saying, shut up. <laughs> the true gunslinger is right there. Okay, this week was kind of funky monkey. Not a lot of news. We got the Crucible ride-along, which was rad. We're going to go through like a recap summary of that. Iron Banner just turned on. I did not expect that. Did you expect that? No, I mean, they released the hotfix for that stuff, and then like, oh yeah, here's Iron Banner, go play. <laughs> Have fun, good stuff. It was announced at like the end of the Crucible ride-along stream as well. It's like, Cosmo's upstairs, and Iron Banner's on. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're going to pull one of those with E3. Later in the show, we're going to mention an SRL supposed leak that, yes, has been shut down and confirmed to be a glitch in the companion app but i think it's more than that but what if after e3 like you get some kind of trailer for rise of iron and then they're like guess what srl event is back and it's on right now <laughs> that, that seems cool. to be a big e3 thing like it's on right now go play it right now you can do this right now that instant gratification you know yep exactly well, we should mention that episode 104 is going to be our true two-year anniversary show where we're going to go all out. Next week is show 100. We had quite a few people say, what are you guys going to do for show 100? For Diddy and I, 104 is the bigger marker for us. That's the two-year two year, like anniversary. DTS, 
so thankful for this cool podcast that we get to do and the listeners that show up each week. It's been crazy. Like we've looked back <laughs> over some of the shows and just gone, what a ride, man. What yeah, a ride. It's been such a fun experience and I could not have imagined dropping a week, you know? Mm-hmm. We've done it every yeah. single week since we started and I'm loving it. Me too, dude. I'm going to be out of town on a business trip next week. So episode 100 is going to be you and I discussing some interesting stuff and kind of looking back in time with getting the nostalgia train rolling. We do have a few surprises up our sleeve. I'm not sure if it's going to be ready for 100. It will absolutely be ready for 104, but we're trying. We'll see if it all works out logistically. I'm speaking too archaically, but Diddy... Where can people join our Discord and play together with members of the DTS community? Well, they can uh, just pull up a web browser or download the Discord app on their mobile device of choice. Not a Windows phone because it doesn't exist over there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's discord.me. That's D-I-S-C-O-R-D dot M-E slash destiny the show. Discord is still doing some server upgrades, so if the link doesn't work for you the first time, go ahead and wait maybe five or ten minutes and try it again, or try a different web browser as well. Yeah, we've been getting questions from only a couple people this week who are like, hey, the link's not working, and every time we just say, all right, let's test it out, test it, and it's working. So there's some hiccups, maybe you need to switch browsers, but now almost 400 members, right? I think we're over 400 members at the time of this recording. It's it's huge, man. It's growing. Growing quick. Let's hop into the news. News! We always start out with this week at Bungie, so why be different? I don't think so. It's a holiday weekend, and I want to sit back and relax and do this the old way. Twab, twab, twab. The hotfix was turned on. What was the hotfix for? Uh, heavy ammo glitch. You just get more heavy ammo in the crucible, and there was an infinite super glitch that I was somewhat unaware of. I was unaware of completely. Do we know which <laughs> super it was? I know they were tight-lipped about this. I have no idea. Yeah. It did not get very popular. If it ain't hitting front page of Reddit, no. <laughs> it ain't but nothing. They, the hotfix patched those so they're no longer an option and so iron banner this time around is obviously not going to be exploited and um what else was in the twab iron banner's back iron banner's that back that's what it was yeah and so yeah. they turned the hotfix on and iron banner's back we'll see him next week that's basically and trials trials returned as well so oh, returned yeah. it did yep words hard to say with it being a holiday weekend, I might have to hop back in there for another trials run. I was on a streak, dude. I think I've done like three <laughs> weekends in a row of some lighthouse with those Aussies. Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. How many Iron Banners have you rank fived? Like, I'm just thinking back, pretty sure since like January, I've been on the Iron Banner hype train. I've loved that event each and every month. Yeah, I've tried to hit rank five ever since Taken King came out. Um, mm. ever since I discovered, oh yeah, Sunday and Monday, 10 games, rank five with all the bounties. That's, that that's would pretty be a nice. cool achievement. Could you imagine if they tracked that? And if there's Iron Banner season two, because it's year two or whatever, and it's like this guy hit rank five, every single Iron Banner event, here's a shader, or here's an exclusive like emblem that goes to you. That would be awesome. It's not something they could do after the fact. It's something they would probably have to announce before the next mm-hmm, reset mm-hmm. yeah because okay. yeah people would be like oh man i missed that <laughs> if only i would have known yeah exactly 
people who've been subscribed to World of Warcraft since launch, like who didn't miss a single month, they got sent this giant statue from Blizzard as a thank That's you. That's insane. Like this, <laughs> which it is. I think I did the math. I probably talked about this on the show like two months ago or whatever. It's like over $2,000 in sub fees, I think. I can't wow. remember. But anyway, shout outs to you, Blizzard. The Crucible ride-along happened. This was a stream, the final stream that we knew about for the month of, I guess you could count it as May because we're not going to get a stream this Wednesday unless it's a secret stream. And they went through with three multiplayer designers. I'll pull up their names here in a second while Diddy talks through other stuff. Feel yeah, space. So, so, so we had anticipated this Crucible ride-along to be somewhat of inside the development kit, uh, flying through the maps, talking about different ideals between behind the multiplayer design. Uh, but that's not really what it was. We just got a regular Crucible match inside the development environment. Um, basically, there was a, a five-hour match time that they could just play as long as they wanted, um, but it wasn't really what we had anticipated, but it was yeah. actually pretty cool um, from what we saw. Yeah, my favorite of these three little stream bursts that they did during uh, May. The you said it was really were... revealing inside the... It was. ...for behind-the-scenes development type. So if you're interested in how Bungie is really developing this type of stuff watch this stream because it's pretty revealing absolutely mick buckmiller cooley callahan awesome name and adam williams were world artists who hopped on board to talk about this level design and it was so cool just to see how much thought and effort goes into it but when you said revealing yeah they mentioned that during the early development of a lot of the on-disc destiny maps when they were making those they were still building the engine they didn't have a large level design team. They didn't know what the final art style of Destiny was going to look like, let alone the gameplay balance. So you can imagine the complications of trying to develop a level for people to play in the play space when you don't even know how high are these guys are going to be able to jump. What mm -hmm. kind of weapons are they going to have in their back pocket? It just seems like a total nightmare. But let's run through real briefly what was shown and what was said. First up, a concept art piece. That was the best part of the whole stream was seeing the concept art of some of these levels. Showing off a Vex palette test map which is just a bunch of vex geometry in a play space where those guys just started scrambling and trying out destiny probably way back like five years ago kind of way back mm -hmm. thing then they moved on to showing off factory which was an old russia test map that they still test on and it's the very first thing that deej saw or one of the very first things that deej saw in destiny it's the first map he got a kill on and it's got all three of the major distances for testing long mid and short so they still go into this map to test weapons and to test the sandbox out the art looked fantastic and it's one of those things where i'm like oh i just want to see more of these in the game i want to try that that's so cool right yeah the factory reminds me of foundry from halo 3 it was just like mm -hmm. this warehouse just a blank palette that you could just create your stuff in and factory i want to see i want to play on this map all the concept art they showed off, I'm like, I need to be there. <laughs> Fragging people. They talked about how they build the geometry for a map first. They decide on the theme of that geometry. And then after they've built sort of a 3D model concept, artists go in, add the basically lore theme elements to it. Like if this is on Venus, it needs to have artwork that matches Venus. And then finally, they go back in and fine tune the gameplay. So they first start with geometry then move towards theming it, artists add 
their nice touch and foliage and environment and lighting and all that cool stuff and then they fine tune it for the final product developing play spaces before the gameplay is solidified is very hard that was mentioned multiple times throughout the stream and there were points during development when they're making maps when they didn't know if jump was going to be around they couldn't even use secondaries because they weren't built or the engine was glitched and they couldn't pull it out to test that i can't even imagine i what experience that would be like like developing a map like twilight gap or rusted lands or pantheon without the knowledge of snipers being a thing yeah can you like the sight lines right those are really important for those types of weapons and developing a map without that knowledge that's got to be really hard Yes, and you can see the differences between, you know, you brought up Pantheon. I'm thinking Pantheon was probably tweaked. Maybe they had elements of it ready to go for the initial quote-unquote vanilla launch. But after seeing what the game played like and getting a bunch of feedback and statistics, they probably were able to tweak Pantheon to make it play better because they knew, hey, this is how it's being played by our millions of players. Right. Okay. And then they showed off Anomaly. They moved on to the small 3v3 map. They said it was always a 3v3 map. Showing off some concept art that was uh, created using specific pieces of geometry that Bungie have already built in their system. So I was trying to explain this to Diddy. They have, like, geometry pieces ready to go to be used in all sorts of different applications. So if they need a bridge that is on the moon, they've got pieces that they can put together for that bridge. It's almost like a forge piece in Halo. That's how you described it, right, Diddy? Yeah, that's what made me think of it. Like moon bridge one, moon bridge two, mm-hmm. different lengths, different heights. If one's a ramp, one's not, stuff like that. Very specific stuff too, like rafters and cords and plugs and all sorts of stuff. They showed off pictures that were direct feedback from Leif Johansson, senior multiplayer designer over at Bungie, where he gave a lot of feedbacks on the map. So you'd see a screenshot of something on Anomaly where there'd be a little cubby, and Leif would show a guardian in the cubby saying, you gotta take this out, this is gonna be a terrible spot, people can hide in there. And then they'd show guys getting on top of the map, or he'd say, hey, this doesn't communicate well to the player, and there's two pathways in front of the, the character. And what they'd do is they'd move a rock, or they'd change the lighting so that it guides the player better towards where they want to go a lot of the stream was a ton of effort in level design goes towards guiding the player and making the map communicate effectively to them allowing them to build a mental map in their head cooley callahan said making a level for destiny is a lot like building a skate park they need to be able to see it get an idea of where they can go and how they're going to get there but they can't get hung up or stuck on stuff and i think that's things we as a player overlook all the time yeah, I would I would totally agree with that. And going along with the skate park idea, you know, you have to build ramps for the skate park a certain length or a certain angle so people don't go down them too fast or they're not launched too far when they go up them. You know, you have to think yep. about that kind of geometry and those kinds of physics when you're uh, creating this type of player space. And with Destiny, it's it's insane. You know, the double jump, glide, lift, um, mm-hmm. blink, those type of movement abilities are really things you really have to fine-tune and consider when you're creating a multiplayer space. What a great point. There's so much different movement tech and for the maps to work well for them and 
Plus, there's a lot of one-shot powerful super abilities that they also mm-hmm. have to think about where, hey, can this guy throw Nova Bomb from here to here? How is that Night Stalker going to be able to tether him if he's all the way stuck behind this big crate in the middle of the room? They showed off a piece of concept art. It was on Anomaly. And uh, the artists work hard to create landmarks that help players locate themselves and, and build a mental map. So one of the things they tried to do with Anomaly, and they showed, hey, we need a bridge to cross over this gap. So the first thing they did, the concept artist, was make a moon bridge made out of like rock and just gray dirt. Didn't stand out too much. Then they threw in that same place a metal bridge that had bright yellow railings. And instantly you looked at it and went, boom. I could pick out that spot on the map instantly, and that could be a mental reminder for me in-game. I know where I'm at. I know where I'm facing. I've, I've got a landmark that helps me locate myself. Mm-hmm. I just, again, think we overlook so many of these things that level designers pour effort into when trying to create these maps. Yeah, in other games, they make it easy. Red side, blue side. With Destiny, we don't really have team colors. You know, it's your guardian with your shaders, that kind of thing. Just a red red name above your head. Yeah. But with a map like Anomaly, for example, you know which side of the map you're on. There's a side like on the outside ring where that, that heavy ammo is in the rocky area on the moon. And there's yeah. also the heavy ammo in the more industrial side leading outside the base. You know, you know exactly where that is because yeah. of those landmarkers. They mentioned that the team there is continually blocking off spots and exploit areas. And anytime one of these exploits gets too popular, not too popular, but just starts getting noticed, those guys are on top of it. And it's an ongoing process. I think it was... Who said this? It was Cooley Callahan. I can't believe I almost forgot his name, dude. (laughs) When they were first building levels for Destiny, the team was a lot smaller. And when those first Crucible maps were being made... The team at Bungie was still building the engine as well as the art style and solidifying the gameplay. Can you imagine if the engine is still under construction and you're trying to actually build levels? No, absolutely How? not. No, like grenade trajectories, um, shotgun stuff, uh, rockets, heavy machine guns. That's kind of the stuff that you would want solidified before you start thinking, okay, it's going to be a close quarters map or... Mm-hmm the opposite you know the more and more these streams come out the more chaotic it sounds like the destiny development cycle was where a lot of time was spent building concepts and then retooling them and going back to the drawing board which you know if you've got the time frame to do so that's awesome if you look at a company like blizzard they spent many years working on titan and then just completely scrapped it because it just never worked up to their expectations well that's a lot of money that's gone and you, you hear about all of this this chaos in regards to right before Destiny 1's launch. I just hope that as we move forward, they've got such a wide array of data and evidence now of what players like and what the experience is and what Destiny's turning into that development becomes a bit easier for these guys. You know? I think we can also look at the the newer maps, you know, maps as they come out later in Destiny's life. You yeah. know, let's compare a map like Rusted Lands or Anomaly to a map like uh, Bannerfall, you know? Yeah. Very obviously you're gonna see some similarities between them, but you know, Bannerfall is I think a little bit more thought out and more fine uh, fine tuned than some of the vanilla maps because mm. the developers they they realized okay destiny this is what kind of game you are 
it's more of established at that point. So I think moving forward, the maps we're going to see are are going to be even better because at this point, I can't really think of a bad map in Destiny considering they were Blind building Watch, the maps. Blind Watch, okay. It was different. But I can't know. say it's, it's bad. You can't say it's bad because it's like, I don't know. Vanilla Blind Watch, Blind Watch is probably a really bad example because they covered up one of the windows and I think it really screwed up the map flow there. Um, but it's stuff like that, you know, the progression of the map system Mm-hmm. Is is very interesting to see because I really like all the maps in Destiny. I think Rusted Lands is probably one of my favorite maps, and that's a vanilla map. You know, it's yeah. It would be interesting to hear. Yeah, Rusted Lands was one of those maps. It's like one of the first maps we developed, and we didn't really understand what Destiny would be at that point. That would blow my mind because I think Rusted Lands is a really great map. I'm so not gonna win any fans by saying i love asylum i love asylum dude (laughs) it's one of my favorite maps but i can't sit here and objectively say it's a good or bad map so i won't objectively sit here and say blind watch is good or bad all right so wrapping up at the end of the stream they showed off some concept art of what twilight gap used to look like in the very inception days and it's like this mountain villa bunker thing where it's snowy and there's a waterfall it's really really pretty and i'm gonna try and include a picture of it on our website destinytheshow.com what do you think of that shot dude it's awesome you know it made me realize is that what twilight gap looks like now like what are the similarities between that concept art and the actual map and it made me think i need to go back and actually look at the maps but I can't really do that while I'm in game. Yeah. Kind of makes me wish I had a, a custom game. Absolutely. That leads perfectly into this. When we're seeing this stream go down and it's this dev environment and they're running around the maps and they've got six hours and nobody's pressuring them. I'm just I sat here going, man, <laughs> I want that so bad. And the community wants custom games so bad. It's been a topic for a long time. Yeah, a really long time. In the development environment, people at Bungie can be like, hey, cease fire for a second. Check this out. And everybody goes yeah. to the map and that one player can show them what they want to see. Stuff like that is what makes custom games amazing. It's a learning tool. If you're a fresh player to a game, it's very hard to learn a map when you're under pressure. Whereas if you can just cruise at your own pace, something that I do with every new Halo map when it comes out is I go into custom games and I go through it by myself. Like each of these updates that come with Halo, Stasis, I hop on Stasis and I go around myself and I look at this and I check it out. I don't spend a ton of time there, but it helps me so much when that map comes into the rotation because I know where the weapons are, I know the sight lines, I've got a general idea of the general traffic flow. Back all the way in 2014, Diddy, private matches were mentioned. Do you remember this? Which month was it? Um, I think it was November, like mm-hmm. late November. And this was DTS episode 13 that we mentioned yeah. this way back. They mentioned. Yes. Well, it's actually the 6th of October, almost oh a month gosh. earlier. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So they mentioned raid matchmaking and custom games. Yeah, and we brought up this article a few times. It's an IGN article where Deej brought up raid matchmaking. We're not going to go into that, but basically back then they said, hey, we understand that you would like this feature, but raids are really hard. They require team 
teamwork. But the bit about private matches, and I quote here, Deej also writes that he's keen to see private matches add to the game before too long, and is planning on continuing to bring it up at the team's internal meetings. In the meantime, he assures all the fans of the game to keep offering feedback so improvements can be made, end quote. So that's back in October. That's about a month after the launch of Vanilla Destiny. That's all the way back then they're talking about private matches and they just haven't shown up. I think it's a technical limitation. What do you think? Yeah, at this point, it has to be something to do with the technology in place um, because nobody's mentioned it since then, really. You know, people in the community have been like, well, I really like custom games, but nobody's really like... It's never really broached in a three-paragraph thing in the weekly update saying we get it. Yeah, it's not something that, I don't know, but... It it gets a sentence or two. Yeah, it'll get a sentence or two, and it's one of those things like, why don't we have them at this point? And I really, really want them. (laughs) It's got to be something difficult to code, because otherwise I, I see no reason for them not to give it to us. No reason for it to be bundled up with something else other than, from an engine standpoint, it's too limited for us to put this in the game it would take so much like resources to have this come out and then for us to actually maintain it just wouldn't happen i know they'd do it in a heartbeat if they could because it would benefit the competitive scene so much i just it's hilarious to me that there are tournaments that go on for destiny and you know more power to you pvpers who are who are going into the competitive scene and trying to match the team you're seated against I can't even imagine how frustrating that is just sitting there trying to match one another over and over again. Yeah, that's, I can't, I can't imagine that either. That about wraps up our discussion for the Crucible Ride Along and Custom Games, but SRL, did he? What happened this last week with SRL? It popped up on the companion app. It did indeed, <laughs> and everybody got pretty excited, and then it got shut down quite quickly because, and I quote from Acronos on Reddit, You're witnessing a side effect of the app not handling an update to the Bungie.net Destiny API correctly, i.e. it's a bug. Don't read anything into it. Top men are on it. Sorry for the confusion. And it was tweeted also at Deej, and he replied something like, nothing more than ghosts in the machines, carry on, kind of a deal. But I think it's coming back. I think this is them just... Yeah. (laughs) Stuff like this does sometimes happen in the development environment. Um, and the companion app, they just added the LFG thing. So they could have mm-hmm. been adding some type of uh, Sparrow Racing League LFG or recruitment style addition to the companion app that they wanted to keep under wraps and it just happened to pop up. But at this point, since it did leak, it's like, Bungie, we know it still exists. Let's bring it back. We know it's coming back. Like when it was retired, <laughs> it was hinted that like if it's successful enough it's gonna come back at some point and there's no reason it wasn't successful you know no (laughs) i'm sure it made eververse money and it was fun but what what does sral need for a reappearance if it's to come back what does it need to have to improve upon what was there back in december i think the top two ideas there or the top two updates we need to see very obviously new racetracks you know, yeah, the, new two, the two were great. We need a little bit more. The second one is, what was it? Requiring the record book to complete mm. some type of part of the quest 
or to get the certain type of sparrow instead of just playing the game. I think that was one of the biggest complaints that you actually had to spend money to acquire that type of thing. I wish there was one more mechanic within the race itself, like some kind of power up on the track or some supers, <laughs> supers on the track. Everybody wants that, which would be pretty funny. Mario Kart. Oh, yeah, gosh. just one extra element to it because three weeks was too long. And I believe SRL should be a weekly event like Iron Banner that shows up once a month or maybe once every two months. I don't think it should be a three week long event. Yeah, you think it should be off and on, off and on, instead of just consistently there? Yeah, I do. I would agree with that. Does it lose any level of specialness if it's around every month? Because I don't think I play SRL every month. Here's the thing. You could treat it like um, a circuit in Mario Kart. You know, Mm -hmm. One month, it's the first two racetracks, and then it just goes around the planets because Sparrow Racing League think of that in terms of destiny universe lore people want to be entertained by this type of thing you know people go to the racetrack to watch the indy 500 or f1 racing you know and Mm -hmm. those types of events they go around the world why can't we do that with sparrow racing league let's do it first month first two racetracks second month the next two racetracks and they're new as well yeah something like that that i think that would be really cool and then the quest line could be that records book you know, keep track of the whole circuit, you know, throughout the whole tournament. And at the very end of four or five months, there's some special prize there. I think that would be Mercury, pretty cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. I want to see a Mercury map and I want to see a moon map. Those are my two top environments for Ooh, wanted. A Rainbow Road style map on Mercury where you like... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That it's the Dreadnought. Insane. You go around the outskirts of the Dreadnought on oh a little God, Saturn race ring. around the Dreadnought. Oh, yes. Let's do that. That would be cool. No, no, no. no, no. really cool. That weapon on the Dreadnought, that big circle. Let's have the mm-hmm. racetrack in there. Yeah. And then you go through one of those taken orbs and it's actually a teleporter. So you get taken <laughs> in your SRL race. Torn between dimensions. You race in a different dimension. Bungie, call us up, man. We've got (laughs) great ideas here. (laughs) All right, as we're wrapping up, E3 is going to be here in about two and a half, three weeks. You and I both mentioned in the pre-show that the hype train right now is rather slow, even with that rise of iron leak stoking the flames just a little bit. Momentum has stalled a lot in year two, and I'm hoping that they come swinging with something big at E3 this year to really reignite the flame and... I don't know. I just want to say thank you to the listeners for carrying on with us because this has been the longest stint in Destiny's history without a whole lot of news. And we appreciate it. Our listenership has continued to grow. It's stabilized in some ways, but we continue to have new people hop on board. And we just want to thank you. That's my little spiel. But Diddy, E3 thoughts. I think we're definitely going to see some Rise of Iron stuff. I think they would be dumb not to. (laughs) Uh, E3 is the place to make that type of announcement, so I'm expecting that sort of thing. Um, I also expect them to mention Sparrow Racing League if we don't see it before then. Um, I would also say at this point last year, we had House of Wolves. You know, they Mm -hmm. did those stream reveals until the launch. So, Yes, we are in the longest content drought um, since Taken King launches in Destiny's history. Um, But we also have to consider... I don't know where I was going with that. Never mind. That that, that the hype train is starting up again. 
yeah so yeah that's what i want to say so the rise of iron that was like the the flint and steel sparking the fire for the hype train to start rolling again yeah we made it we finally pushed through and the content (laughs) drought like stops we finally start getting information again because i was looking at dates and stuff dark below was just starting to get its reveal information in late november or mid-november which is like two and a half months three months after no two and a half months after the release of destiny you're already seeing a new raid like in year one two and a half months after the release of destiny and you look at year two and you're like oh my gosh there's a tumbleweed floating by it's been an arid (laughs) wasteland what's going on i really think that they're just reorganizing and this will be good This is going to be a good year for Destiny, and when we push towards whatever is early 2017, it's going to be a victory. So I'm hyped. I'm so hyped and so excited about Destiny. I just hope that E3 brings that sentiment to more people because in general, like the whole, what would you say, the touch of a finger, the the just general reading I get from most people is like, meh, it's whatever, bro. Year two is just meh for me, you know? Yeah, I would agree with that. What if the last five seconds of the E3 trailer revealed something about Destiny 2? Oh, yeah. That would <laughs> that would be the hype train at full blast. <laughs> I'll have my wallet next to me during the stream so I can literally throw money at Luke Smith. Take it. <laughs> Take my money, Luke. I'll buy them emotes all day. <laughs> all right. Where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y DTS, and Discord.me slash Destiny the Show. Excellent. Remember to go to DestinyTracker.com for all the best stat tracking in the Destiny universe. You can go to our website, DestinyTheShow.com, for all the links from today. You can follow me at BBKDragoon on both Twitter and YouTube, and you can follow the show on Twitter at Destiny the Show. Thanks, guys. Have an excellent week. We look forward to seeing you in DTS 100. Thank you.